Hey, you guys. Good morning. Good to be uh, back with you. My name is Ron. If you haven't been here a long time, I'm the pastor over the young adults and uh, one of the teaching pastors here. It's just super good to be with you here today. I am a little bit sleepy. Um, Anna had the baby, our second son, uh, two, two weeks ago. And uh, yeah, it's cool. We've been uh, having a lot of fun. Um, Brody is his name, and he's uh, just, just perfect. Um, our other son, Braddock, he's 16 and so he's learning what it means to be a, a big brother, and I'm pretty sure that the, the neighbors are tired of hearing us yell, gentle, uh, about 400 times a day, um, but uh, it's, it's been really cool. Um, I'm excited to be here today as we start this, this new series called Red, and this is based on the teachings of Jesus, and it's such a special time over the next few weeks for us to dive in and consider these amazing words that came out of this God that we follow. And uh, I think it's going to be really uh, important for all of us. Uh, Pastor Lynn and Pastor Jeff Royce and I will kind of be sharing the responsibilities on this series over the next couple of weeks. And um, so today we are looking at uh, a life that gets compared to others. When you start living a judgmental sort of life and what Jesus has to say uh, about that. So uh, I'd like to pray for us again and then uh, dive in. Father, I thank you for every single person in this room and, and uh, Lord, I just ask that you would speak to every single one of us here. Lord, you do have amazing words. Thank you that you have communicated to us and that we can uh, consider what you have to say to us today, Lord, and then uh, even more importantly, Father, put that into practice in our lives. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I am an uh, extremely judgmental person, as most of you know, and um, there's so many people to be judgmental of, aren't there? Um, just all sorts of people. I went to college in Arkansas, and that's just a whole state filled of people <laughs> worth judging harshly. Um, uh, Arkansas is a place where men are men. And uh, women are men too, which is the problem. And uh, so it's a drag, but uh, you get used to it after a while. But there's so many like stupid people that I just want to judge all the time. I just have, really have a hard time with that. Just a lot of um, really, really stupid people. Um, some stupid person wrote the label on my deodorant bottle. I was reading that the other day because I'm also stupid. And uh, the back of it just said, um, for underarm use only. Is that really necessary? People walking around going, eh, that's good. We drove past a baseball field. There was a porta potty on the baseball field, and the company for the porta potty had put a sign up there, stupid sign. It said, capacity 10 people. No wonder they smell so bad. I am going in alone all this time. I could have brought nine of my friends with me. I went into a Taco Bell at uh, where I used to live in California. We had ordered 500 Taco Bell burritos. We were going to take them to the high school and give them out to the high schoolers for free at lunch. I showed up at the Taco Bell to pay for and pick up my order. I walked up to the register. I looked at the, the girl behind the counter, and I said, um, I had the big order, the 500 burritos, um, like to pay for it. And she went, oh, okay. Is that for here or to go? 
Yeah, it's for here. Just bring it to table 12 and I'll just rah, rah. How can you not judge someone who is that stupid, really? Stupid people on commercials. Yeah, I'd tell you what I like about Hooked on Phonics. It's the phone number. You know the phone number? It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's good, 1-800-A-B-C-D-E-F-G. But I'm watching the commercial, stupid mom on the commercial that you have to be judgmental of. She goes, oh, well, you know what? I, I just, I didn't know what we were gonna do. Our poor little boy, Johnny, he just wasn't able to read like the rest of his peers. And, and so we were just really concerned until we saw the commercial for Hooked on Phonics. But she said, I must have written down that num number a thousand times. What? <laughs> it's the alphabet. Maybe Johnny's not the one with the problem, ma'am. Maybe it's you. And so we're, we're stuck in this world where we got plenty of things that we could get judgmental about. But the problem is, is that uh, we can take that way too far. I'd love to say that stupid things that we see around us or crazy situations are the only thing that we can make snap judgments about. And yet there are very real issues that are going on in our life and in our world. There are very real concerns, there's real struggles, there have all sorts of people with all sorts of issues. So how in the world do we walk the line between making judgment calls, which as Christians, as people, we're, we're supposed to Constantly we have to make calls between right and wrong and good and bad and foolish and wise, cruel and uncruel. We are called to make healthy, wise judgments all the time. How do you walk the line between making judgments and being judgmental? Scripture does not call us to be judgmental people. And I think the words of Jesus have something pretty important for us today to, to consider uh, with respect to this issue. Of some of the troubles we can get into in a life compared to another life. And so, if you've got your Bibles, if you would uh, open them up to the book of Matthew, first book in the New Testament, and, and uh, the vast majority of the words in red, the words of Jesus, will be found uh, in the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So Matthew chapter 7 is where we find the bulk of our words in red for today. Matthew chapter seven, I'm gonna read straight through verses one through five and hear the words of Jesus here, this topic of judging others. It says, Jesus says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Very powerful words, very clear from Jesus. But this first part is uh, pretty interesting, isn't it? Do not judge or you too will be judged, Jesus says. And by the way, this is probably the most quoted verse 
by people who want nothing to do with Jesus. Ever had anybody come and say, hey, aren't you, you're not supposed to be judgmental, right? Doesn't the Bible say that? This, this, a lot of people take this passage, this scripture right here, that especially verse one, to mean that as Christians, we are supposed to be universally in acceptance of any sort of lifestyle or situation or circumstance, regardless of what it is. And in that moment, they mistake the difference between our call as believers in Christ to be unconditionally loving. And they think that that means that we have to be unconditionally accepting of any single choice, decision, circumstance, lifestyle that's out there. And they're, they're separate issues. In fact, Jesus goes on just a few verses later in this same chapter. Matthew, if you look at verse 16, 17 there, you'll find Jesus giving the people he's talking to some tools and how they can assess or make judgments about false prophets and, and other, other people that maybe uh, are into some pretty rough things. And he said, you have to make these judgment calls and you're gonna be able to tell if someone is who they say they are by the fruit in their life. We're, we're, it's okay to kind of have, we have to make judgment on some, some things in some places. But Jesus says, do not judge or you too will be judged. And he says, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In full context then, what Jesus is really saying is he's not prohibiting the judgment of other people. What he's trying to get us away from is being judgmental, and I will explain that here. He's, his big problem is not that we would make judgments. We have to do that. He calls us to do that. We have to do that a dozen times a day. But he is saying, when you have to make judgments, be fair. When you have to make a judgment out of something, make sure that you're fair in it. Because our tendency is to be kind of messed up in the standard that we use. We'll apply one standard to ourselves and another standard to everybody else. And that's the real problem that Jesus is, is trying to get at. That we're usually way more generous in the standard that we're willing to apply to ourselves than we are in the standard that we're applying to everybody else. And so it's not wrong that you're making a judgment call. We're called to do that. But then you can take that two and three and four steps further and you can get to a point where you start making real critical calls about their motives. You make real critical calls about whether they're maybe even saved or not. You can make real critical, harsh calls about their inner selves. And that is God's job and God's job alone, not ours. And so we set ourselves up to be their, their ultimate judge instead of just making kind of a judgment call about certain situation or people or circumstances. And that's not okay. And then it says in the, the measure that you use, that's the measure that's gonna be measured to you. There were rabbis in Jesus' day, teachers of the scriptures in Jesus' day that taught that there were two measures 
that God used, a measure of justice and a measure of mercy. And just as you think of those two options, if that is true, that there is this measure of justice and there's a measure of mercy, which of those two measures do you want used on you? I'm thinking that the vast majority of people in this room would go, I'd want that measure of mercy. I I want that on me. And if that's the case, then shouldn't that be the the same measure that then you use yourself in your day-to-day? You will have friends, you will have coworkers, you'll have family members. You may even have complete strangers that you have an opportunity to make a judgment call on. And, and circumstances will require you to, and those circumstances will be so varied. And God is not saying, just turn a blind eye to everything that requires some sort of judgment call. But he says, make sure that you're not gonna cross line to being judgmental. And the big difference happens when you go into this moment where you know that something is not right, and maybe you're gonna to need to speak some truth into a situation, the difference between you being judgmental and just making a good judgment call and getting involved and helping somebody gets fleshed out here in this next book that Jesus says. And so if you wanna just really accurately, as a believer in Jesus, walk that good line of making judgment calls instead of being judgmental, check, check this out. Verse three, it says, why do you look, Jesus says, at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. You see, I mean, he's saying it's okay to remove the speck. It's totally okay. But first, you need to check your own eye because a lot of us are walking around with this. We've got this big, huge plank hanging out of our eye. It's a big, huge issue. And we tolerate it in ourselves, but we won't tolerate the little speck in you. Oh no, this is just the plank. This is totally me. I, I, I can't get rid of the plank. This is, this is in there. It's stuck. It's good. It's good. But we need to work on that little speck in, in your eye. And so we get into these situations, and this is in, in, in completely obvious. It's totally obvious to everybody around you, by the way, that you have this plank in your eye. Even though you're judging everybody else, they're going, dude, look at this deal in your own eye. And... Uh, then you, 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 know, you come in and, and you're like, wow, this is you know, a pretty cool place here. And you bump into somebody and you go, whoa, look at that. This was in your eye. Look, I'll try to get it out for you. Let me just grab that. Wait, I actually can't get close enough to you, so I'll poke your eye out. But let me, <laughs> let me grab that thing. Look at, no, no, this is good, right? This, this thing right here, we just got I'll just grab just a little piece and this will be, no, don't worry about, no, no, seriously, this thing right here, y- you are dressed just way too revealing. What you're dressed like right now is way too revealing. And this is church for, wow, how could, I know I'm in a Speedo, but that's all right. Just, I got to get this to you. 
obviously totally exaggerated, like I would never wear a Speedo, but um, <laughs> we do that in so many different ways. So many different circumstances and people and situations. It doesn't even have to be the same issue that you're dealing with, that you're calling somebody else out on. But we're all walking around with these issues, our own issues. And the tendency is in being judgmental is to miss the humility of the moment, to miss an honest self-evaluation. You got this big old deal in your own life and you're reaching for this in somebody else's life. Even if you're reaching for another plank, work on yours first, Jesus says. And there's a couple huge things. I think there's three big things for us to remember and consider as you try to walk this line between making good judgments and then just being judgmental. One is that, as Jesus says here, it's okay. When you remove that plank out of your own eye, then you'll be able to see more clearly to be able to remove the speck in somebody else's eye. It's okay to make these judgments or you're gonna help somebody else out, that, that's fine. But first, check out your own eye. Whenever you're in a decision where you're making judgment calls on people or circumstances, immediately the first filter that needs to come up is my own life. Am I in a position to make a move here to help somebody with a speck in their own eye? Or do I still have a huge old plank in mine? Am I okay to dive in and tweak with somebody about this when I've got this huge old issue going on in my own life? If the answer is yes, I still have this going on, then maybe you're not the best person to help that person with their spec. Does the person need help with their spec? Mm-hmm. Do they need someone that is gonna provide a level of grace and mercy and truth and come in and say, let's, let's help that out? Yes. But so do you. And my hope and prayer is that you'd have friends that would come, maybe even help you with your plank first. And so there's a level of humility and self-evaluation that I believe has to take place first and foremost, or you will go from making a wise judgment to being judgmental. Jesus does say, though, it's okay to help out. And so... Um, when, when you do kind of help them out, this is the key as well. You have to be amazingly gracious. It has to come out of a heart of affection and love for that person, not out of revenge or a you're so stupid, I can't believe, let me rip that plank or that sawdust out of your eye with a big old pair of pliers and leave your eye there on the ground and walk away laughing because I was the instrument of God's truth in your life. Th that's not what Jesus is saying. So first you need to come in with this spirit of, of humility and self-awareness, check in your own self, but then make sure that if, if an opportunity comes where you need to admonish or rebuke somebody, that you go to them and you do it, as it says here, you, you do it gently. You, you do it with a humility. You do it softly. 
you do it to your brother and your sister with affection. And so, if you can honestly say, and you're looking at someone who maybe in their life circumstance or their choices or their decisions or whatever, you're looking at them and it's not the same decision that you'd make and maybe it's one that's hurting their life or it could be any number of things. And you look at them and you go, you know, I, I've checked myself. I think I'm okay in this area. It's not that I don't have maybe some specs that need some work on, but I don't have the plank, especially in this area. And I do have a heart to love them. I'm going to go into this with affection. I'm going to go into this with compassion and mercy and extend that to them. Then go ahead. Then I think you're making those wise judgments and not being judgmental. Then the last piece of this is, is kind of a zoomed out bigger picture for us to consider on this, this journey of walking this line between making wise judgments and then being judgmental on the negative side. Living a life that's compared to somebody else. And this is where it gets huge. Look at uh, Romans chapter 14, if you would. Move to the right in your Bible just a little bit. Romans chapter 14, after Acts, before Corinthians. These are not words in red. This is not the teachings of Jesus, but this is such an amazing proof that the, the very words of Jesus link to Scripture as a whole, and, and just they're all of one accord and unified here. Romans chapter 14. Look at verse 10. It says, you then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? Another translation says, despise your brother. For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. So then, each of us will account of himself to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. And here's this third big thing. First is just check that humble heart in your own eye. Second is if you do have to admonish and rebuke, that you do it gently and with great affection. But thirdly, the awareness that comes in knowing that every one of us is going to be judged. Every one of us is going to be judged. And that's huge. There are, there are four things, in fact, that I know about the judgment. That someday when we breathe our last breath and we go stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and, and in a big, huge, zoomed out way, far more than you will ever judge me or I would ever judge you, we will all be judged someday. And that's that's a scary thought and an exciting thought at the same time, depending on where you sit in relationship with God. There's four things that I understand about this final judgment. One is that everyone will be judged. Everybody. Second is that Christ will be that judge. By the accounting and the arrangement of the Father, 
in association with the Father, he has set up Jesus Christ to be our judge. Third, we'll be judged after we die. And for our purposes here today, that's as specific, I guess, as we need to be. But sometime after we breathe our last breath and sometime before we we experience the full glory of our new bodies, we will be judged by Christ. And then lastly, we will be judged based on our our deeds. We will be judged based on what we have done with our life. And those of you that have a relationship with Jesus, you, you come into this amazing moment where Jesus sees the full of your life. And he sits perfect and holy and a fair judge. And he sees the whole of it, but his purpose in that moment in judging those that have a relationship with him is for the purpose of rewarding them. It's not for the purpose of the slap on the hand for every time that you messed up which is an interesting thing. When we think about that context, I think that maybe should influence how we judge others here. But he will stand before him and he will reward us for what we have done. This has nothing to do with our salvation. We're not earning it here. But for those who have been faithful in obedience to him, he gives out a measure of reward. Look at what he says, Jesus' own words in red, Matthew chapter uh, 16. Matthew chapter 16, look at verse uh, 27. This is right from his own mouth. Jesus says, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. This is not just here, this is in several places throughout scripture. That we have to, our, our lives are gonna be laid bare before the one to, to whom we must give account. That we will be judged based on our deeds, whether good or bad. And Jesus is affirming here, when I, when I lay down this judgment for those who have a relationship with me, It's for the purposes of rewarding you. And then it's so cool and and kind of appropriate that the very last book of the Bible, this is the last place I'll make you turn, uh, Revelation, last book and chapter of the Bible. Revelation chapter 22, more words in red, more words of Jesus right here. And he's affirming the same thing as the very Bible wraps itself up. Jesus says in Revelation 22, verse 12, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. All this boiled down to say, the way that you live your life is important. Your deeds are important. The ability for you to make good judgment calls and not be judgmental is important. It's crucial. God is desiring that we would be people of humility, 
that we would be people that are aware of the issues in our own lives first, deal with those, and that when we have the opportunity to encourage and admonish and rebuke, that we would do it with gentleness and respect. It's not that God's asking you to turn a blind eye to the things going on around you, but he's asking you to check your own eye first. And then under the realization that every single person will be judged and it's his job, it is the job of God to judge the motivation and the salvation of people. That is not your job. And in the meantime, there are a million other judgment calls that we do need to make every single day that are important for us to make and leave the rest to him. My friend Chris Simning was up speaking at Hume Lake uh, Christian Camp in California this last week. And he said something pretty amazing happened uh, during the course of the week. There were a couple hundred high school students up there. Later in the week, they did something called the World Dinner. And the high school students didn't really know much about it and didn't know what was going on. They went into the, the dining hall and there were all the tables where they normally sit for dinner. They went and sat down about eight to 10 kids per table. And as they sat there waiting for the food to come out, first the Hume Lake staff came out and began to put um, signs on each of the tables around the room. And the signs had three different names on them, uh, representing three different countries. The different countries were the United States of America, India, and the country of Niger. And they put those around the tables and you didn't really know who you were gonna be and, and didn't have any choice in the matter. And they kind of sat around and looking around, still waiting to see what the point was. And then the kitchen doors opened up and out came the kitchen staff carrying platters of the most amazing food. Steak and chicken and turkey and mashed potatoes and vegetables and an array of fruit and desserts that you wouldn't possibly imagine. Sparkling cider. And they took this amazing spread of food and then sat it down only on the tables who had signs for the United States of America. And the kids that were sitting at tables marked India or Niger, they, they didn't have anything. And they're kind of waiting for their food. The kitchen doors open again and out come the staff on platters with uh, half-cooked rice and some cornmeal paste sort of stuff. And they walked over and set that down at the tables of the kids sitting marked India. And that left the kids sitting at the tables marked Niger. And a couple minutes later, the staff walked out with buckets of dirty water and set it down on their tables. And all of a sudden, there was this amazing picture being painted. And the kids were starting to catch on. And the kids of India and Niger started to go, okay, wow, that's Cool, we, we get the point. And the Hume Lake staff said, okay, you can go ahead and eat. And the American U.S. kids were like, sweet, and they just dove right in. And the other kids are going, no, this is, this is funny. Where's our, our food? And the Hume staff said, nope, this is what you're getting tonight. This is it. And the kids began to get pretty upset that we're at those tables of those poorer countries and they knew it wasn't fair. 
They knew it wasn't right. As the tables of the United States kids were, were there, and then they wouldn't even be able to get through like half the food that had been brought out for them. The Hume staff would come over and pick up steaks that were completely uneaten, fruit bowls that hadn't even been touched, halves of turkeys. They'd take it up, walk it over to the trash, and dump it in. And it was at that moment that around the room, kids at the table marked Niger or India began to stand up and walk over and eat out of the dumpster because they knew that was the only way that they were going to eat that evening. Out of the half dozen or so tables marked United States of America, only one of those tables got up and gave some of their overflow of food to the other people, the other kids. And that was after they had gotten their own fill. The point had been made, and they spent a couple hours debriefing that with their students. So why bring that up in this sermon with this topic? It's to reaffirm that how you live your life is incredibly important and that there are people dying, starving, not just of food, but spiritually, that desperately need you to make a wise judgment call about going into action to help them out more than they need us to be a judgmental people who do nothing. God needs us to be people that are making wise judgments about going to the nations of the world, going to our workplaces, going right into our families with the mercy and the grace and, yes, the truth of God and the way he would have us live instead of sitting back and being holier-than-thou, judgmental, hypocritical people. And so my encouragement for all of us is that we would first take an honest look and pull the planks out of our own eyes. That secondly then, if we have this opportunity to speak some truth into somebody's life, help someone remove a speck from their own eye, that in humility we would do it with ultimate gentleness and affection and mercy. And that we would realize that even ourselves, we will stand before the judgment of God someday. And he will look you and I in the eye and go, I created you for a purpose. I created you specifically. I wired you up this way. I wired you up that way. What did you do with what I gave you for me? And the blessing of living a life of making wise judgments instead of being judgmental to be able to look Jesus back in the eyes someday and say, this is what I did. Look, I have plenty of evidence to be convicted of being a follower of yours here today. To that end, may you live. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we... We just bow before you and uh, ultimate humility knowing that I know that I've got so many things in my own eyes. I thank you that you're a God that is willing to remove those things and remove those things. 
Would you allow, as you do that, for me to see other people more clearly? See the choices I need to make more clearly? See the needs that are out there more clearly? I don't want to be blinded by what you really want me to do. And I want to make wise judgments, not be judgmental. Would you give all Maybe we know that there's people that we need to talk to. Would, if that's the case, Lord, would you allow us just ultimate level of mercy and compassion when we do so? And Father, I, I'm, I'm nervous and excited for the moment that I get to stand before you and give an account for what I've done. Father, would you wipe clean the things that done that have been displeasing to you and I look forward to the reward that you would give in those areas where I did make wise judgments filled with humility and compassion I just want to hear well done good and faithful servant I pray that over this room in Jesus name amen